1: Hello and welcome to the Heat Check podcast, the Miami Herald, Miami Heat podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined as always on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on?
0: Um, trying to get through the tropical storm. How are you, David?
1: It's pretty good. It's pretty rainy. Um, yeah. I think I just saw we are uh, no longer under a tropical storm uh, I saw that. warning or watch in Miami Dade County, which is nice. Just um,
0: a wind advisory now. Just a wind advisory. That's
1: yeah, right. it's it's not too bad. Um. I'm wondering if uh, th- this will be old news by the time uh, people listen to this. I'm I'm wondering how how tough it's going to be for the Hornets to get into town tonight because uh, they play yeah. a late night a, a night game, so they got to tr- fly in pretty late at night. We'll see if it's flown through. I was at the Panthers Arena this morning, and the Carolina Hurricanes made it safely uh, just in time for the hurricane, I guess. Um, it, but
0: the, the Hurricanes play tomorrow night as well, somewhere else, or they, they, they play
1: today? back in Carolina tomorrow. I'm pretty sure Carolina.
0: So I just wonder if they'll be able to make it back. Yeah, it'll be I interesting. Or if their flight tomorrow. And, uh, they
1: actually, they play Edmonton, who right now is in Tampa. So I know Tampa's not going to get really hit with it. Too yeah. Too bad, at least it seems like. But still, um, it's November 9th, and we're talking about the, talking about Hurricanes, which I can't believe. Um.
0: Yeah, I don't. Re- I, this is pretty unprecedented, at least from what I've experienced in my life. I've experienced many hurricanes, but not in November <laughs> before.
1: Yeah. The good news is it doesn't look like it's going to be too bad. So no, at least um, for us. as, as at least we for said, it's going to be all old news by the time. So, sure? Yeah. So um, anyway, that, that's a good way to put off the topic that we should be talking about. Um, but I know people don't want to, or maybe some people do want to be talking about it is what is wrong with the Miami heat um, who lose a, a brutal game on um, Monday night to the Blazers. Get a few days to regroup off of that. Um, obviously, the whole NBA took election day off. Um, oh, the Heat did not practice today as they initially planned to. Was that hurricane-related, do you know, or was it? Yeah, you know,
0: it was weather-related.
1: Weather-related, okay. Yeah. So, missing out on a couple of days of practice there after a tough loss. Obviously, we, we talked about it last week, just how tough it can be to get practice days in. Um, But, but let let's just start with the big question what what the heck is wrong with this team
0: yeah i mean we've talked you know we've gone through this over the last few weeks david about kind of if we're worried if we're not worried what the panic meter should be at and i've been pretty positive like i feel like i've always felt like the team would find answers and i still feel like they're not as bad as their current record at four and seven and i'm not panicking i'm not saying it's time to panic but i am concerned um you know, it's been 11 games, not a huge sample, but still 11 games. You're already one-eighth through the season, pretty much. Yeah. Um, There have been some injuries. Jimmy missed two games. Tyler missed one game. Caleb missed one because of the suspension. So the starting lineup has played, like, I don't know, it's probably seven of the 11 games together. Um, Victor hasn't played yet. Your seven hasn't played yet. But there are issues on pretty much everywhere, it feels like. I yeah. think, like, like, last year, I come back to this always. Like, last year, we knew the Heat's formula, right? They had a top-five defense that was pretty consistent throughout the entire season. Their offense was up and down, but for the most part, it was in the top 10, actually, for like the first half yeah. of the year.
1: It was really just, um, like you said, that late-season lull kind of now.
0: Yeah. Out. I think they still finished maybe like 11th in the offense, even after that lull. Um, but the recipe has always been, like, with this group, finish top, top 5, top 10 in defense for sure. If you want to be a really, like, a true contender, top 5 in defense, and then just have, like, an average to a little bit above average offense, and you're going to be in good shape. This year so far, I mean, the offense has not been good, obviously. Um, 21st in offensive rating. And then defense, what needs to be a top 10 defense for this team to really have success is 17th so far this year. So they've taken a step back on offense. They've taken a big step back on defense. Um, I don't... like. When, I, when, some, when you ask the question, what do they do well? I play zone defense, I guess. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> They they force a lot of turnovers, right? I mean, they do that pretty well. Um, but so far, there really hasn't been too much that they've done... done like, that you would point to as like, oh, that's a strength, right? right? That's the identity of this team. Um, even three-point shooting. They were the top in the NBA last year. And... They're definitely in the bottom half of the the league. They might be in the bottom 10 teams in the league so far in efficiency. And, yeah, you could say it's going to correct itself over time. But I'm a little bit concerned because it's been, like, the same issues pretty much the first three weeks of the season.
1: Right. And, yeah, I think those are the two things. One, they just, like, you know, they've had all these things. I think we, you know, the first week of the season, we're like, oh, this isn't going to happen all year. This isn't going to happen all year. And and that's persisted. And then just the fact that there's so many of them. Like, it doesn't. Um uh at a certain point you are who you are, and, and that point is not eleven games into the season, but uh you should have a much better idea of who you are eleven games into the season than you do on night one or night two. Uh and we're we're getting a pretty clear picture of this team so far that um you know, they're they don't feel as deep as they were last year, right? Where it just felt like they never kind of had bad stretches, which, you know, I, I know, it's like we're looking back with rogues colored glasses, obviously, but, um, you know, it felt like they never really had bad stretches. Um, it felt like, you know, obviously they were missing guys for a long time and still pulling out wins that that was all about the depth. Um, and yeah, I mean the, the fact, I think the defense, like you said, is that has to be great unless the offense is going to be better than it was last year. And right now it's not there. So it's I mean, it's kind of like simple as that, but yeah. Um, well, like obviously they, they know that this isn't working right now. Um, Do you think they're content to kind of just, like, keep hammering it until it works and trusting that they, the personnel and the system, you know, they were really good last year, they can't possibly have fallen off this badly in one year just by losing P.J. Tucker? Or could there be some more drastic changes at some point in the near future here?
0: I think they're confident they're better than their record, right? Uh, Now, if we put them on like truth serum and ask them, Are you do you believe you're a title contender? Obviously publicly they're gonna say yes, but you have to wonder if they're thinking, are we good enough to compete with the elite teams with this roster? You know? And last year it was, right? I mean this is pretty much the same roster. That's what I always go back to of like, how could this be? Like how could you have a drop off? But we've seen it before where you bring back pretty much the same group and it's not the same. Like things change. Players are in different situations, different players on contract years or different injuries. PJ Tucker was important. Right? he wasn't a guy who averaged 20 points a game but defensively he was important. I think you're seeing I think that's partly to blame for kind of their step back on that end of the co- end of the court. Um but also like things are different. Tyler Hero is starting now. The bench is not the same. That's had a domino effect on the rest of the rotation. They had the top scoring bench in the league last year. Almost all of that was Tyler Hero but and this year they're one of the uh lowest scoring benches in the NBA. Like, it's just a different-looking team, right? And Tyler's trying to adapt to the starting lineup. I talked to him in Indianapolis about that. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to find the right balance of, like, I'm a natural scorer, but I'm trying to not take all the usage away from Jimmy and Bam because I know I can't do that, and it's just in a big adjustment. But this is what he wanted. He wanted to start. And honestly, like, the starting lineup has been pretty good. Yeah. They, like – there have been, like, it hasn't it's looked a little bit wonky at times. just because, like, the fit isn't great, uh, at least to start the year. But they've been a positive. It's been the bench lineups that really have been really inconsistent and bad at times. That That's kind of why the Heat has lost some of these games. But the starting lineup, when they played together, it's pretty much been one of their best lineups. Um, so I don't think the starting lineup is to blame, but I do think the changes to the starting lineup of putting Caleb and Tyler in that group has had an effect on the rest of the rotation. And that's something that he's still trying to figure out, especially with Oladipo, who was supposed to be a big right, part of the rotation. I not available.
1: It's, it's like you can... I know it's just Victor Oladipo, right? He's just a role player. But if we're going to act like losing P.J. Tucker is a big deal and crippling for this team, then we can also act like not having Victor Oladipo is a big deal and crippling for this team in the same way. I, I've, obviously... P.J. Tucker was a starter last year, but in the grand scheme of things, like P.J. Tucker and, and Victor Oladipo are comparable level players at this point in their career. And I, honestly, maybe Victor, Victor Oladipo might even be better than, than P.J. Tucker at this point. I mean, it's not like not like Philly is like thriving with P.J. Tucker there um, as part of their rotation. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're certainly feeling a little bit the you know the power forward thing was under such a big spotlight all all offseason, and like you said, it hasn't. Um, you know, Caleb has been a really good insertion into the starting lineup. Like, I don't think we're feeling the pain there. Um, but it's just every time you're you're kicking those guys on the spot. And I think the heat, like there was the possibility that a Heywood Highsmith or whoever it might be was going to ascend and, and those guys that the heat has kind of lived on, right? Like finding a guy like that out of nowhere, that has been kind of the story of the last three years and how this team that theoretically based on the way they built their roster and the draft picks, like there's no way this team should be one of the deepest teams in the league. Um, You know, the money allocated to a, a select handful of, of players, like, but they've made it work. And, and right now I think we're like bumping up against the edges of that where, um, you know, the he just, they, it's the same roster as last year, but right now, minus PJ Tucker and Victor Oladipo. And we, you know, we knew that that was going to be, Mostly the case, but we thought that the rotation was gonna get a Haywood Highsmith or yeah. a Yurt was gonna become like right. like a a legitimate like eighth or ninth man, and, and that has not happened yet.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Like for example, you know Tyler Hero missed the last game. They usually use a nine-man rotation, sometimes ten-man rotation. They went with eight guys. Hayward yeah. Highsmith didn't play. Like that shows you how much confidence Spolstra has on the back end of the of the roster right now um, where he's going with eight guys he also did it when Jimmy was out those two games he pretty much played eight guys Um, so yeah their their depth isn't as good as it was last year some of that is because Oladipo and Yurt haven't played so far this season I think those are two guys who would probably be in the rotation in the situation especially when guys are out Um, and it's just they've taken a step back on both ends of the court like Jimmy Butler has still played very well but Regular season, Jimmy and playoff Jimmy are very two very different players, right? Like playoff Jimmy is going to carry you to wins in the postseason. Jimmy's going to do that handful of times in the regular season, but for the most part, he's not going to. He's not the guy who's going to score 35 and get 12 assists in a game. Right. Like, that's he does not win he in the playoffs. It's not yeah. what he does in the regular season. Yeah. And Bam Adebayo hasn't played bad, but he hasn't been averaging the 15 to 18 shots a game that he said he was. Right. Where he's like m- more assertive and taking this big leap he's been pretty much the same guy i feel like as last year um so yeah it's like the same group but the the new mix new rotation um the threes aren't going in which is we have to mention that right make or miss league threes aren't going in it's a big (laughs) that's a big part of his formula and the defense just isn't as not even close to as good as it was last season at least early on and these are the results you get they've lost a bunch of close games so you could say you know the record could be better if they would have won a few of those, but they've also won a few close games. Yeah, tell Heroes travel at the end that wasn't called. That so it evens out. Yeah, I, I think. mean,
1: they, they had a game where you come out of it and you're like, "This is the great Heat team we've been waiting." Yeah, for
0: sure. I think just the Portland game maybe. The Portland game in over there where they yeah, won like, like double digits. That was right. the best game of the year. I, would I mean, say. yeah,
1: the Toronto in week one was close, but then they blew. Like even when the, these games where they for the most part looked like the Heat team we thought they could do, like they have these bad stretches and that's a testament to the depth, right? That you can't play the Heat, other than like you said, that Portland game, they've not played like a 45-minute game all year. They have these moments um, and some have gone better than others and, and the difference really has been or do those moments come in the fourth or do they come in the second at this point, right? right? Like, so it's uh, a lot of that is the depth A lot of that is, um, you know, not, I I think, you know, the Heat, uh, in the NBA, I know we're like kind of past the like big three era. You need at least like two stars and obviously Bam is, you know, we've talked about it a million times, the unique star Um, and like it kind of sometimes just feels like the Heat well, a lot, sometimes it feels like they don't have any stars when Jimmy, but, you know, because Jimmy Butler is a unique star, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, they played such like a specific brand of basketball when it goes well that, you know, sometimes it feels like they got no stars out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm a lot of nights in the regular season, again, playoff time, I trust Jimmy over all but like six or seven or eight guys in the league. But going on like a night to night basis now, it very rarely feels like the Heat have the best guy on the floor or, you know, the best and the third best. Like they're they're the the their top level players are like you said, not the issue because I think the the depth is a little bit more yeah. um, and just the whole puzzle is just like not quite working, but stars can erase other problems on the roster, and right now i I don't think their top guys are doing that,
0: yeah and they have the heat of two winnable games coming up two against Charlotte which Charlotte is struggling big time especially without. Yeah. Uh, LaMelo. Um, So they could easily be in a few days, six and seven. But after that, it's a very difficult stretch that if the Heat don't play better basketball, like this could get pretty bad, honestly. Like, I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to get better. I don't know if they're going to all of a sudden start hitting their threes and playing top 10 defense again. But a road trip of Toronto, Washington's not. Sorry, David. Washington's not great. But Washington, Cleveland, Minnesota, and then another four-game road trip. Atlanta, two games against Boston and Memphis. Those are tough games. Yeah. Um, if they play like they're playing right now, they're not gonna win a lot of those games. So yeah, like they gotta, you know, there has to be a sense of urgency there. I know it's early in the year, but you can't let this get away from you, especially with how good the East looks. Right. Um,
1: I mean that's the other when we talk about what's different this year, part of it is the East is better, right? Like yeah. they're they're playing tougher competition on a on a nightly basis.
0: Yeah, but um you know, they lose to the Bulls. You lose to with
1: Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. You lose oh, to Oh, yeah, I guess that's Indiana. the thing. They've lost, they've lost some, some bad West teams. They lost to Portland, obviously. Like
0: Yeah, but I mean, Portland's been good this yeah, season. Yeah, they've been good. Portland's that's been true. Fine. I shouldn't
1: say bad, but...
0: Portland's been fine, but you lose to Indiana and, and Sacramento and Chicago, like, those are three teams they should beat, right? So, um, yeah, it, it hasn't been a good start. There's still time for them to turn it around, but early on, like... The most concerning thing to me is I can't point to one thing. I'm like, they can build around this, right? Like, they just haven't been... I, I still think their identity is defense, but they have to be a lot better on defense than they have for these first 11 games for that to be the case.
1: So we've done the analysis part. Uh, and jumping off what you said uh, just just before we went to break here uh, about nothing, this team not nothing to build on. Are there? I asked you if the Heat are gonna make changes to anything at some point. Uh, would you, Coach Anthony Chang, make changes? What what do what do you see as potentially? I don't want to make you uh yeah make lineup decisions and rotation decisions, <laughs> but like what what do you are, are there? What are you seeing that? I know you said there's nothing to build on uh, kind of but I don't like, mean like nothing to build I know, on I know I know what you mean nothing, but like yeah, there's no yeah. no no identity the team doesn't yeah. really have an identity as of now maybe yes. that's the best way to put it they don't have an identity yeah, yeah. um what what would you how what would you make this team's identity how would you well, what does this team need to do um do they, I don't know it's like obviously we're going to eventually talk about lineup changes rotation changes mm-hmm. like what what's this identity that this team should be striving for?
0: I still think it's defense. I still think they got to be a top ten. I don't know if they can be top five in defense this year. I don't know if they'll be reach that level, but I think they have the potential to be a top ten defensive team. And I think that's the pathway to success for them, at least the sustainable sustainable success. Because I don't think this team can be a top ten offense. Like, or, like it's just hard. Like they have a, a ceiling there that we've seen in the past, where it's just it would take. A huge leap from a couple guys for them to get there so i think top 10 offense top fifth top 10 defense top 15 offense and they'll be probably a top four seed in the east just like we expect them to um but again they just haven't been there on either side of the court yet um but if i'm i'm trying to be eric spolstra like i still and i'm sure he's doing this and they're always going to preach defense like defense is their pathway to success they have Bam and Jimmy are two all NBA defensive guys. Yes, they're yeah. playing more lineups with maybe defenders that aren't as good, right? You're playing more lineups with, like, Tyler Hero and Duncan out there together, or even Tyler Hero, Duncan, and Max Struess, which Max Struess is a pretty good defender. Yeah. I don't want to put him in that class, but still, like, he's not Jimmy and Bam, right? So they're playing more lineups with shooters where you would hope that, you know, the trade-off would be better offense right. in those cases, but it hasn't been the case yet. So, um, but yeah, simple answer. I think defense has to be the way for this roster.
1: And you still see this as a, you know, we know Jimmy and we know Bam are great defensively. Yeah. Kyle Lowry has a reputation, but he's getting older. Yeah. Um,
0: Caleb is a good defender, I think.
1: Caleb's a good defender. Yeah. You, you think they have the personnel to still make that work. I I think, guess, what are you seeing going wrong, then? Well, uh, right now,
0: it doesn't seem like they trust their man-to-man defense, which is concerning. Right. Yeah. Uh, they've used zone in the past for the past three years, more than pretty much every team in the league. Right. But they've never used it this much this early. Right. We usually see it like when Jimmy is out or Jimmy and Bam are out together, and they're missing the two top, you know, individual defenders, um, or you know they they're on a back to back and they're trying to you know um, preserve guys on a second half back to back. But this early. It just seems like it's not a great sign, even though it's working. Like the zone has been effective, but yeah. it, it doesn't show much trust in the man to man defense. Um, so that's that's concerning, but yeah, I, I think some of it is communication. Like you talk to the guys, and they're like, the communications off. Um, I think PJ's voice plays a big part in that, right? Like he was a guy who got things organized back there. Um, Teams are – like, their half-court defense hasn't been great. I'm not saying it's been good. Like, it's still been bottom half of the league. But yeah. teams are really running on the Heat this year. Like, you could tell the scouting report is run. Um, I think the percentage of, like, possession – defensive possessions where they're playing in transition, Heat have the second-highest percentage. Yeah. Um, and that's not because they're committing a ton of turnovers. Right. It's because teams are – Teams are, are – like,
1: Off misses, they're going. Yeah.
0: Like, that's a scouting report. Like, that's clearly the scouting report against this team. Like, try to avoid them in the half-court run – Get out there, you know, try to, you know, try, try to speed things up. Um, and it's been working for teams. So I think there's a combination of things that are going to run defensively, but I would point to issues in transition and then communication breakdowns um, where guys are not making the right rotation or are in, are in the wrong spots.
1: Yeah. And that's the that latter one. I know they're playing different lineups than they were a year ago, yeah. but you would really hope that's not the case for a team that. One yeah no of their big selling points was continuity. Uh, I, think one, tra- I think
0: that's one of the biggest surprises. and yeah, you, know, you, you talk to players and and Spo, well, even they're like things are different this year. It's not the same. I wish you guys would keep com- stop comparing us to last year, but still, like when you bring a roster back with 13 of the same guys, you would think that's not like they're, that's going to be an advantage for them, right? But it hasn't been like it's they're so, they're still trying to get used to different different lineups, different combinations where you know they're in different roles, and that's kind of been the storyline. Um, this year, as far as like, you ask guys, what's the reason for the struggles? They point to that new guys, new situations, new roles, even though the team is pretty much the same.
1: Yeah. Uh, the transition thing is interesting. Um, I would, that's, that, that is, so if you're talk if you're, like we said, there's not an identity they have one strength they can have. If there's one weakness, I can point and be like, that's not going to keep up all year. That's kind of the yeah. one I do. Right. That feels like such a fixable thing right i mean it's not like i mean i know this team's a little older right so teams are gonna right. try to run on them like you know if kyle lowry is your last man back like you know he's i would i i'm not i haven't put every starting nba point guard in a foot race but i guess he'd be closer much closer to 30th than the first um so you know they're gonna get burned sometimes if he's kind of your free safety a little bit in that but it feels like such a like fixable thing to me like yeah it's just you when you were you focus on it you you Remember to get back a little bit better, like like you said, and and the numbers. I I know you tweeted it out they they've been good actually in transition yeah. defense. They're just giving up a lot of transition opportunities.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that like the the the, the efficiency at which those offenses are operating in transition against the Heat isn't great. So the Heat so they, get, like,
1: they get they're getting back their um yeah you know, they're the getting most to the middle right yeah. like you're they're they're defending it the way you're supposed to defend it.
0: It's just that teams are running on them like eighteen percent of the possessions have been in transition, which is a high number when you really think about it. Yeah. Um. Second, uh, second highest in the league, but yeah, it's it's more the volume of and and some of that is because Heat are not making a lot of shots, right? Right. So it's well, a that's true team too. To that's a that. good point. Like maybe just by making a few more shots a game, that <laughs> right. helps that
1: department. But yeah, it's hard to run off a make. If you make five more shots a game, then that number drops from eighteen percent to like. Yeah. And
0: all of a sudden, they're not, they're about the other end of that list. So, yeah, there are ways to correct it. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not panicking about this team, but I'm more concerned than I was a few weeks ago just because, again, like there hasn't been really many encouraging things to choose, like to to take away from these first two weeks. Like, I, 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 if I was trying to be an optimist, like I I don't know what I would point to. Again, they force turnovers. And, then, and that's one of their that's one of their keys for them, right? They've done the last few years. They've been some among the best in the league at, at forcing turnovers and being disruptive on the defensive end. So that's good. That's carried over. But other than that, there just hasn't been too much.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think the, the only optimist case you can kind of make is this team was really good last year, and it looked yeah. very similar to the team it was last last year. So. Um, you know, you, we're, we're banking it all on the preseason expectations. It kind of reminds me, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've been asked a lot just by non, non Miami people. Um, like, uh, what, like kind of what's wrong with Mar- Miami football? Like there is this Mario Cristobal. Is he just not it? And the, w- the answer I keep giving people there is like, you know, he's, he might still be the answer, but there's not a whole lot of positive to take away from this year. Right. It's like, we're basically just kind of took the year off. And I feel the same way about the heat. Like, people are asking me what's wrong with the heat um like are, are they just not good this year i'll be like you know they they probably still a decent chance they wind up being pretty good but right. um there's nothing from that we've seen so right far now, that tells you that, <laughs> they, that <laughs> it's like we're kind of basing it all on track records right it's yeah just, we're basing it's, it all, the all same thing Mario Cristobal keeps saying yeah. is like these coaches are good they didn't forget how to coach um feel the same yeah. way about the heat I, these players are good they didn't forget how to play
0: it's like if the, if they would have started like this last season, we would have all been like, "This team just doesn't fit together. It doesn't right, work." Right, exactly. But the it was fact so that new, we have yeah, yeah, the fact that we have last season to base it off of, with they like were one shot situation. away
1: from going to the NBA finals.
0: Yeah. That's the crazy thing, and that's an all off season. When, you know, fans and others are like complaining about the roster, and it, it took a step back. I'm like, they were one shot away from the finals. Yeah, yeah. They pretty much have the same core. And you know,
1: maybe well, I guess they might have still been if. Because they missed Milwaukee, but like I was saying, so you know maybe they're the third. You know, going in last year, I think you could safely say they were the third best team in the East last year. I don't think anyone would have been too no. angry at you for saying that. No, um, and, and, but that's still and pretty good.
0: That is good, and that for gives you a team that
1: doesn't have a lot of moves to make.
0: Right, and that gives you a shot. Right, that gives you a shot at making the finals, as we saw last year. If you're a top three team in the East, you're an injury away or a couple shots away from making it. But it should this year has been totally different. And again, there's time, but um there are some red flags that we've seen in the first few weeks
1: yeah um all right any 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 last heat thoughts before I know you wanted to talk some football before we finished
0: no i think we i think we've uh, covered what we needed to with the heat i mean i think it's funny that last week we were saying know. the Warriors went when safe things and i and and we did, did couch saying well if a they save,
1: have lost like, that game i mean they'd be and like dire, you know, every every win matters when you're in game eleven and you haven't won very many of them.
0: Yeah. Are like, are you are you worried about Golden State? Because Golden State's going through similar issues. As yeah,
1: I were. should say. I mean, I haven't watched them a ton, so I don't want to like, I you know, I watched them play the Heat. That's pretty much it. I didn't even see the West Coast game because um, I was, I think, at a, the wedding that night. Um. So, you know. But I, I, you're right. It's the same story, right? It's like I, about, I was literally about to say, no, I'm not worried because they have Steph Curry. Yeah. And like it was, I'm kind of saying the same thing about the Heat. I'm not worried because they have Jimmy Butler. Um, I, I think the one thing with the Heat that we should say that's different with between them and a team like a well, Golden State is maybe not the best example, but they did have that like the the COVID year, not the not the bubble year. The COVID year was weird mm-hmm. for the Heat. Like, yeah. You know, they've obviously made these finals in two of the last three seasons, made the finals once was one shot away another time. Um, but that other season, like also in one of the last two seasons, they got swept out of the first round of the playoffs. Um, yeah. So, like, this team is a lot different than that one at this point, And obviously it matters what you did for me lately matters much more than what you did for me uh, 18 months ago. But like this team is not. The, the Jimmy Butler era has not been a hundred percent sunshine and rainbows. Like they're, there, there've been some tough moments there. Um, and, but at the same time, I, I still feel like this team is going to be mostly fine. I mean, obviously they, they don't seem like they're what we thought they were, you know, what the, the high end of the expectations have to be, I think, temper a little bit until they potentially make a move, but, I still think they're mostly going to be fine. Do you do you kind of like an updated like we're 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 only eleven games in, but like are you are you worried that this team could be a play in team? Like do you, do you have any of those kind of concerns yet, or are you waiting until this gets a little bit uh, more dire?
0: I'm not worried. I'm not thinking play in yet. But my top four prediction is. You know, I I think it's possible. It's so early, I'm not like not as this team could
1: easily rip off yeah. eight straight wins, like because yeah. we know they have the capability to. We, like we said, we just haven't seen signs of it. I
0: haven't seen it yet. So like, well, how could we really like how, expect it? Again, how can you expect it? How could you expect it? How could you project that? But again, it's all based off of last season. Well, we saw them do it last yeah. season, so they must be able to do it again. But that didn't necessarily work out. Two years ago, like you said, when they brought back a lot of the roster from the finals, the bubble team, and they, sh- you know, they, they got to the playoffs, I think, as a five seed or something like that, or six seed, but it, it, it was a struggle for them for most of the regular season, and in the playoffs, you know, we saw what happened.
1: Yeah. Um. All right, where, where do you want to start football-wise?
0: Well... I guess UM, right? You say okay. there's no positives, right? And, and you know, you're, you're a UM expert as someone who covers it very closely with Susan Miller-Degnan, who the Hurricanes beat writer for the Miami Herald. Um, and you should listen to their podcast, which is released what day, David? Fridays?
1: Uh, every Friday. Friday. Um, the
0: only positive thing is their recruiting class, right? If they keep right, it together. So that's, yeah. that's it. That's pretty much all and It's kind of
1: like how the positive thing with the Heat is people want to come to Miami.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's all. But if if that class and I don't know, you know this more than I do. But if that class breaks up because of the struggles and all that, like then there'll be nothing good from this season. Yeah. But so far, I guess it's it's remained intact, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I should say I don't know. I don't know um, Cormani McLean like at all. I think I talked to him like once for like two minutes at a seven on seven thing. He plays for South Florida Express, which is a South Florida team. He's in
0: Lakeland, right?
1: Um, I know. But there's not really like a Lakeland team, you know? So you'd okay. either go to a Tampa team, which probably would make more sense, or come down to play um, with Miami. And the things happen all over, right? So you just got to fly. Yeah, so you meet the you team wherever. Yeah. AAU, it's AAU. I mean, you've probably never really covered that much AAU, because yeah. I know it's not as big a deal here in Miami as it is in uh, D.C. where I grew up, where it's like, that's kind of king up there, even almost more so than the high school basketball, but it's it's very similar. Anyway. I covered
0: a, I covered Lamar Jackson in seven and seven. There
1: that you was go. Fun. He played fire. He was a fire guy, right?
0: He was fire. fire. He played obviously he wasn't even the quarterback. I remember Daniel Parr. Oh, it was like Daniel Parr and him. Dan, I don't know if you remember Daniel Parr, but I he played know. at fire. He was really good. It was like the Palm Beach player of the year. Didn't do much in college, but it was Lamar Jackson, he played safety. That was his like
1: yeah.
0: position on seven and seven.
1: And then well you can't started. run in seven. On, I mean he was obviously a good thrower too. Yeah. You can't run yeah. in seven on seven as yeah, a quarterback. Um Anyway, I think most of, so I don't know him, so I don't want to speak for him. Obviously, he's the newest, one of the newest guys in this class, so you would think that if he already was seeing how bad this was going and he commits, like, he's going to stick around. Um, but the sense I get is that that, that class is going to mostly stay intact. I mean, never, you know, you never know. Like, one guy could decide, like, the last minute Alabama yeah. like, comes in or whatever. Um, But I don't see it being, like, a trend where, like, all, like, all of a sudden everyone is going to bail on the class. So I think the class will still be pretty good. Um, it's going to be top five. That's still up in the air. And, you know, I, I think I said it like the week before, maybe even like days before Cormani McClain committed that like, you know, they're going to sign all these kids, but I don't know how much more they're going to add. So I don't want to say that I don't know how much more they're going to add, but I don't know how much more they're going to add. I mean, they're, they're yeah. going to look at a couple guys, but like, you know, they're going to lose out on some guys probably because of how poorly it's going too. Um, I already know they've lost out on some guys because of how poorly it has gone.
0: Uh, um, yeah. but I
1: think for the most part the recruiting class is going to be a positive. Um, no matter what.
0: And and that's and that's why you, brought Chris ball on right. Like, yeah, exactly. You no, would like, like
1: it to be better than this,
0: but of course you don't want to be losing. Like I know he wasn't left with like a great team, but to lose the Middle Tennessee State at home, to lose the FSU by forty points at home, to lose the Duke at home by a decent amount, like. This team is better than that. I know they have injuries, but yeah, you you would want this ideally to be better this season, at least for them to be competitive in the coastal, but it isn't. But if he's recruiting the class he is and he stacks those classes together, there's a long there's a long term play by getting Christopher.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so you hope that it pans out in a few years.
1: Yeah. So I gave him that money. Um yeah. and that length on that contract. Yeah. exactly. Um, Dolphins thoughts? Are you excited about the Dolphins? I feel like Is you're just, really a Dolphins guy. I feel like you're not as much of a... I feel like you're always... I've, I've associated more as you, you as a UM guy.
0: Well, I grew up a Dolphins fan. But I'm just... I've, like... I had grown, like, indifferent over my life. over right. the Dolphins because they're always just...
1: Yeah, you play fantasy bad. football and watch Red Zone instead or whatever. Yeah, it's
0: like... And they were, like, tough to even watch. Like, it's just an yeah, exciting teams. brand of basketball, yeah. of, of football. But yeah, I grew up a Dolphins fan, but this is like, I don't even know how to react on Sundays by watching this team because I have never had so much fun watching the Dolphins play. Like It is such a, such a strange experience to see the Dolphins offense operating like they're operating right now in those uniforms. I have never seen that in my life. I never thought I would see that in my life.
1: I um, mean, they. That's why they kind of why they need to go back to the throwbacks because like it's Marino-esque, right? I mean, we're yeah, both Marino, we're both like, young, a little young yeah. to really remember Marino. Yeah. Um, but like that's you know, there was a time when the Dolphins were the most fun offense in the NFL, and I think you know, are they the best offense in the NFL? I probably you know, I'd probably still Chiefs take the or Chiefs Bulls, or you yeah. know, the Eagles have been good, the Bills. Yeah. Um, teams have run a little bit yeah. better, more efficiently, score better, but. I think the Dolphins are certainly the most fun offense in the NFL. Unless yeah. you just, like, say they the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, so they're always going to be the most fun team to watch. But, I mean, Tyreek Hill is, like, he's, like, on another Hill level. Hill
0: is, you know, there's so many people who deserve credit, right, for what the offense is doing right now, McDaniel, Tua, Waddle. Like, there's so many guys, but Tyreek Hill is they unbelievable. They use Tyreek Hill
1: differently than any wide receiver I've ever Scene. And maybe, you know, I didn't watch a ton of the Rams last, like maybe if I had watched the Rams all last year, I would have felt the same way about Cooper cup, Right. but like the way the dolphins use Tyreek Hill, where obviously they're throwing deep balls to him, but it's also like he, he's almost like a running back just with the volume of touches he gets where it's, and it's not end arounds and those little pop passes or just flats, but he is just always the number one target and he's always open. So he gets touches like he's a running back.
0: Yeah, and he's just so good though. Like he's better than I even thought. Like I think there was always this question of like how much of it was Mahomes, right? right? How like, much is he it did, he's of just padding his stats
1: catch. by running go routes and catching yeah. bombs from Mahomes? But that's but not he, what he he's, is.
0: He's, he catches balls over the middle, obviously. Like catches intermediate routes. He does obviously the deep ball. He's Honestly, the durable. guy who kind of
1: catches more of the deep balls is Waddle. Like they yeah. the, almost use like he'll, Tyreek only has three touchdowns because he's not breaking like. 60 yard touchdowns. Right, um, right. He's the guy who's waddle stretching it and he's getting into those gaps and no one can stay around him. Yeah.
0: As long as those guys, I think the fear for all Dolphin fans right now is like just one of those guys getting hurt because we've seen like how fragile it is, even with Tua, right? Tua misses three games and they lose, they lose all three. Yeah. Like you need all three of those guys for this to work the way it's working. And I think that's the fear because it's, you know, the NFL is obviously such a fragile sport where there's a lot of parody and a lot of injuries, and that could kind of decide the outcome of seasons. So as long as they're healthy, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a fun season. It already is a fun season and um, funnest Dolphin season of my lifetime. I could say that.
1: Pretty Not a lot of competition, but, yes, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say so. Um, yeah. All right. I think we can finish things up there unless you got any uh anything else you want to get to. No, that's all.
0: All
1: right. Good. Cool. All right. Uh, you can follow <laughs> Anthony at Anthony underscore Chang. Um, uh, you'll be out at FTX arena on Thursday night for heat, uh, Hornets, assuming it Maybe. happens. <laughs> yeah, Again, right. I don't want, it'll be old news if it doesn't know, happen. Know, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, keep following Anthony. He's got analysis <laughs> of every game. Uh, five takeaways, uh, I think very well sum up everything that is going wrong for this team so far this year um and of course we are here every thursday on the heat check podcast on the herald sports feed you can follow me on twitter at db wilson too um yeah some miami football stuff i know you guys don't want to i mean i can tell you guys do not want to read about miami football for the most part these
0: days just keep writing about recruiting that's it
1: yeah some recruiting I, i try to come with at least a recruiting story or two every week um and uh panthers of course they were on the road for a long time so back on at home i think for six of their next seven so you um, know, they're they're having a better start, I think, than the Heat, but kind of similar where it's like, uh, it doesn't quite feel the same as it did last year. Um, so they're two, I know it's not the most fun starts to the year for the Heat and Panthers, but I think they're interesting yeah. stories to watch and, and see how two teams that kind of like cruised through last season are, you know, it's never going to be easy all the time. And I think both teams are learning how to deal with those struggles right now. So... Um, Thanks, as always, for listening, um, and we will talk to you guys next week. (laughs)